0: was insane. there were so many people like 50 people i want to say i don't know it was a lot and obviously it started getting reduced when reduced and it ended up with the girls that are right now which are my Sarisha suffix i grab my drink i gather my cats now let's talk about your favorite mouth listen Before we start talking about this week's MILF, I think it's very important to leave something very, very clear, especially for the younger generations of Stan Twitter, about the fact that the word, the acronym, however you want to call it, MILF, is actually used with a lot of respect. I've seen a lot of comments lately, particularly surrounding this week's MILF about how like, oh, it's so disrespectful. What are you doing that? It's going to make her so uncomfortable. And I think that celebrities, particularly this woman, are well aware of the fact that everything that surrounds MILFs from our end, from the older generations of Stan Twitter, from people who've been around for a really long time, is always done with the utmost respect. Everything we say and we do comes from a place of admiration 100%. It's not about sexualizing, it's not about objectifying nothing at all. It's completely as I said from a place of respect and admiration. And I think it's important to clarify that because I've seen a lot of miscommunication between a lot of stands and we need to understand where we come from before we start criticizing other people a lot of us who talk about milfs and tweet about milfs all the time we do it because we admire them because we respect them we love the work that they do and we've always supported everything they've done but making that very clear we can move on to this week's milf usually when I talk about an actress, I can exactly pinpoint the movie, TV show, interview, song, whatever it is that made me love them. It's usually very easy for me to say, yeah, I saw them there and that's when I fell in love with them. But with this week's MILF, I have no idea what the first thing I saw her in was. Um, I never stopped to think about it which is very weird because i've known about her for a long time and her name is mentioned quite often and if you don't know by now we're talking about miss sarah paulson the very very extremely talented sarah paulson and if i'm completely honest i have no idea what the first thing of her was that i saw at all i don't know obviously Most people know her from American Horror Story. And the great thing about Sarah Paulson's career is that although you can connect it mostly to the horror genre, she has expanded into different genres and she is extremely talented to the point that she can do anything. There's this phenomenon in Hollywood every once in a while where there's a pairing that begins and it lasts a lifetime. Whether it be an actor, or an, an actress, an actor, and a director, producer, whatever it is. And in Sarah Paulson's case, that has happened with Ryan Murphy. A lot of her career is thanks to Ryan Murphy. And I say thanks for lack of another word. I believe that they both feed off each other and they're able to create and have such great projects because they work together. Obviously the one that we can immediately think about is American Horror Story but you have American Crime Story and you have Ratchet as well which is an amazing one. So it is one of those cases in which a pairing happens and they will probably last a lifetime because they work so well together. And whether we like Ryan Murphy or not, because he's extremely problematic, it is an amazing thing to see him working with Sarah Paulson. They complement each other a lot and they are able to create amazing stories. And one of those amazing stories, like I mentioned before, is Ratchet. Now, Ratchet is the first show that I can 100% say. That I watched because of Sarah Paulson. And it's probably the one that made me love her the most. Not get to know her or fall in love with her. But love her the most. And it's actually the second show that I watched of hers completely. The first one was her season of American Crime Story. That was the first thing I saw of hers completely. Except movies, of course. And then Ratchet was the second show that I watched entirely. If I'm completely honest, there were two reasons why I watched it. One of it was because I saw Sarah Paulson. She looks so good and we all know her talent. So I had to watch. And the second reason was because as the show came out, I was immediately spoiled about the lesbian relationship in it. And that actually motivated me to watch. As lesbians, we're always looking for Good representation in the media. We're looking for a story that's not gonna kill us, it's not queer baiting us, and it's actually gonna fall away from stereotypes. So when I started watching Ratchet because I knew spoiler alert that Gwendolyn and Mildred ended up together, I was watching it with critical eye and trying to see if it was an actual good representation of what lesbian relationships are like. And Turns out that it has been my favorite lesbian representation. I've written essays on it. I've tweeted about it. I've talked to my friends about this endlessly. I even have Mildred and Gwendolyn tattooed on my thigh as I speak. So it is a big deal. And I immediately fell in love with the show, regardless of the gaze. I loved everything about it. I love the way the scenes look, the lighting, the scenery, the music, the acting, everything in it was captivating for me. And it was a story that wouldn't usually attract me, but it, it was so good and it was portrayed so greatly that I felt into it immediately. And I watched it in two nights only because I work because if I didn't work I would have watched it in an entire day but I had to pause to go to work so I watched it in two nights I immediately fell in love with it I couldn't stop tweeting about it I couldn't stop talking about it and the thing is that Sarah Paulson is so fucking good in it Mildred Ratchet is probably one of my favorite Sarah characters that I have seen because to be honest I haven't made my way through her filmography yet. I haven't even watched American Horror Story. I'm like four episodes into Cabin. I haven't watched any seasons. I apologize for that but it was not my kind of TV show up until last year. But her work as Mildred Ratched is amazing. She should have won the Golden Globe. She should keep getting nominated for it because it's an amazing, amazing portrayal of a character that everybody knows. And the great thing is that this brings a different side to Nurse Ratched. A lot of people may not agree with it because they don't like the real, so to speak, Nurse Ratched. So they are upset that it gave her a human side. But then there's those of us who love it and who enjoy the story. And we take a look at the show as a different thing from the movie. And in the show, Mildred Ratched gets to explore her sexuality she comes in very upset at someone who could even suggest that she's a lesbian but she ends up fully taking pride in who she is it takes her a few episodes to get there but it's a great evolution and I think that it's a great character to whom lesbians who are in the closet or who haven't accepted their sexuality yet can relate to because you see Mildred struggling with accepting this side of herself, with accepting who she is. She has to see other lesbians being tortured for liking women, so she has to deal with that. And then she has to come to terms with the fact that she has fallen in love with another woman. And in the end, she just wants to be with this woman. And on the other side of this story, you have my favorite character, my comfort character, someone who I have come to love so much, who is Gwendolyn Briggs, portrayed by the amazing Cynthia Nixon. Gwendolyn is not afraid to be herself. She's not ashamed of being a lesbian. She's not scared of it. She accepts everything about herself, every feeling she has. And she is the one who starts bringing out this side of Mildred. And together, they complement each other so perfectly. And they gave us A beautiful portrayal of two women falling in love. Which is very rare for us to see in a way that is not sexualized or objectified. We actually get to see their emotions, their feelings, their struggles. Because it wasn't easy back then to come out and say I'm a lesbian. They were persecuted. Uh, People were sent to mental institutions. They were tortured over their sexuality. So it's a pretty big deal to see these two women dealing with it in two very different ways. It is obvious that Gwendolyn already had her own journey in which she even got married and then she realized that was not it and she got a divorce because she met Mildred and she realized, I can't hide who I am. I love women and I want to be with her. And then you have Mildred who is struggling and he's just beginning her journey and her destination ends up being a life With Gwendolyn. What I love the most about this relationship is that it's played by two queer women and that makes it seem even more real. On a daily basis we see heterosexual people playing straight couples and you can see the chemistry that that brings and you can see how good the relationships develop because they're played by people who can relate to it. Usually When we have gay couples on TV, on movies, anything, they are portrayed by straight people. And you can immediately tell. And you can see that there's something lacking. When it comes to Mildred and Gwendolyn, there's absolutely nothing lacking because two queer women played two queer women falling in love. To the point that they were so involved in the writing of the show that they added the kisses, they told the writers if something would be off and wouldn't really happen in a female relationship. They added things that would make more sense. They were involved in it. And they gave the audience one of the best lesbian relationships we have ever seen. It brought us comfort and it made us feel like we matter and like we too deserve to be represented in the media. So although Ryan Murphy is extremely problematic when it comes to his lesbians' relationships, this one is a really good one. And we owe it to Sarah and to Cynthia to give life to these two characters and make sure that their story is told in the right way. Ratchet still means a lot to me to this day, and it's going to mean a lot to me For the rest of my life. Like I said, I have both of them tattooed on my thigh and it's because these characters mean a lot to me. They made me feel seen for the first time. I'm a 25 year old lesbian who has known her sexuality was not what it was expected for over 12 years now and in those 12 years I have always looked for a representation that would Make me feel that I could relate, and I had never found that until Ratchet came along. So it's always gonna hold a very special place in my heart. It also holds a very special place in my heart because my girlfriend and I rewatched it together and we commented about it, and we have matching Ratchet t shirts, hoodies, stickers. It's part of our relationship as well. I actually have her on my phone as Mildred and she has me as Mrs. Briggs. So that tells you a lot about why this couple also means a lot to me. And the great thing is that even though Mildred is a character that you do not really want to relate yourself to because she ends up being a murderer, spoiler alert, I'm sorry. There's also a human side to her that can be related to a lot of lesbian, bisexual, or pansexual women. And that's why we were both able to relate to Mildred and Gwendolyn. There's a part of us in both of them. And there's a part of our relationship in their relationship. So, you know, every couple has that one fictional couple that you say, oh, this is me and my partner. Well, as of right now, Mildred and Gwendolyn is me and my girlfriend. And I love them. The other reason why Ratchet is so important to me is because it brought me to some of my closest friends. As I have previously mentioned, I don't really do fandoms. Fandoms are very toxic. They can become a little bit kind of like a cult. And if you don't agree with the popular people in the fandom... You're screwed. And if you become a little bit more famous because the actors of the show or the band or the movie or whatever it is recognize you or tweet you more or you have met them a lot, you also get pointed out. And it's something that it took me a while and a long, bad way to figure it out. And it was because of the Once Upon a Time fandom. When I went to Vancouver and I went to the set of Once Upon a Time, as a lot of you may know, I squeezed Josh Dollar's butt. Everything was consensual. He and I had tweeted about it. We had talked about it. Everything was fine. But still, when I came back and people saw the video and the tweets and everything, I started receiving a lot of death threats through Tumblr. That's what drove me to delete my Tumblr completely. And that's what showed me how toxic fandoms are. People twist every event, every action, every word in a way that will benefit them and will affect you. Just because I met an actor, that was it. They had no idea about the times that Josh and I had tweeted each other, had talked about it, how he had agreed to it. What happened when we first met before that moment? No one knew except the people who were there. And still... The fandom just pointed me out, started sending me death threats, and I was left completely alone, except with a few friends who stood by my side, of course. And that's when I learned how toxic fandoms really are. So I don't do fandoms. I have friends who like the same shows I do, who like the same actresses I do, but I don't belong to a fandom. So when Ratchet came out, I started following more people who were in the Sarah Paulson fandom. And that's how I found some of my closest friends. Last year after Ratchet, uh, there was a group chat created for Sarah Paulson fans. And I just said, okay, add me. I had never really been in large group chats. I had never really talked to Sarah Paulson fans except a few exceptions here and there. But I said, you know, just add me. Let's see if I meet any nice people. At first the group chat was insane, there were so many people, like 50 people I want to say, I don't know, it was a lot. And obviously it started getting reduced reduced, and it ended up with the girls that are right now, which are my Sarisha sapphics. And those girls have made my life so much better and I don't think they even know it. The group chat, when it started, like the smaller one, it was awake 24-7 because of time difference there was always someone who was awake someone who was talking someone who was bringing up another topic for us to discuss and trust me the things that we have discussed in the group chat are better left unsaid nobody wants to know that unless you follow our twitter account and then you're aware of everything we have said and oh my god but they made my days better and no matter what's going on in my life and how busy I get because I get busy with both my jobs and then life comes in between. And sometimes I'm not actively replying to everything that is said. Sometimes I can't read everything that is said because I open the group chat and it says like 400 messages unread. read. I don't have time to catch up. So I read like the last few messages and I get an idea of what's being said. And then I randomly pop up, mostly like Fridays or Saturdays, when are the days that I have a little less Work and I talk to them again, and it feels like I never stop talking to them. It doesn't feel like I miss anything while I'm at work because they always make me feel so welcomed. And I think that we do that for everybody. You know, we have girls who just like disappear because they have other things, and then they come back, and we still make them feel at home. And we have created our sort of safe haven within the Sarah Paulson fandom. If I had to point out the Sarah Paulson fandom, it would be my girls in that group chat. And they sort of gave me a better view on what fandoms are. But then again, it's a very small portion of a very toxic fandom. But it's a beautiful thing to have. And I am honestly so lucky that I found them. I'm so lucky that whatever in my brain said, yeah, join that huge ass group chat and see what you can find. Because I found this girls. I've seen a relationship form within this group chat. I've seen even more friendships formed because of this group chat. I didn't follow any of them before of this, and now I don't picture my life both online and in real life without them. They're girls that I'm hoping to meet when the world is a little less crazy. We have a trip planned, all of us together. I hope they can come to my wedding the day it happens. I hope I can go to their weddings whenever that happens. I get happy when something good happens to them. And I'm sad when something bad happens to them. And I share every terrible moment they go through and every happy moment they go through. And the same happens when I'm going through a bad situation or I'm going through a happy situation. Whatever it is, they're always there for me. And they're one of the first people that I text when something good or something bad happens. And no matter the time of day, I know that there's always going to be one of them who's replying immediately to whatever I have to say. You actually heard one of them, Talia, when we talked about Meryl Streep. And there's so many different women that we talk about and so many different movies that we talk about. And there's a lot of interests that we have in common, which have led to watching movies together, getting on Zoom, which I wish I could do more often, but usually with time difference and everything, when they can do it, I'm at work and I can't do it. But we've had those moments in which we can share many different things and we have inside jokes and anecdotes and that's the beautiful thing about connecting online with people who like the same MILF as you do. And that's why I think it's so important to remember that it comes from a place of respect and admiration. Everything that we talk about is about a MILF, but respecting them and always with so much love. When it comes to Sarah Paulson, we always talk about her with so much love. We share everything we see about her when she goes live, when there's new pictures of her, new interviews. When Ratchet was just coming out and there were so many new interviews, we kept sharing those. We share fan camps. A lot of them have made beautiful fan camps and it's all fun and games. It's not about disrespecting anyone or mistreating anyone and we have a support system. It was really funny because I got into a fight, not really a fight, but I mentioned how we should stop judging women for the way they look and it was on someone else's tweet and that led to a bunch of really, really young teenagers to come for me and start telling me to get out of that person's mentions and not talk to them and not quote their tweets and whatever. And they started sending me so much hate, particularly because of my age, which is really funny because a lot of them are minors and should not even be talking about the things they're talking, but we're going to leave that aside. And my Suresha suffix were there defending me and protecting me. And when I got so upset about everything, because My intention was never to fight with anyone. It was just to lift each other up. They were there for me. And they reminded me, like, you don't have to be upset. This is pointless. Just block people and, you know, move on. Which is eventually what I ended up doing. Just blocking everybody that was attacking me and moving on. Because everything that I do on Twitter and every time that I mention a MILF, it's with the utmost respect and admiration. MILFs have been my top idols for as long as I can remember. They are so important in my life because I admire them and I admire the work they do. And because the film industry is so important in my family, these MILFs have always been important in my life in different ways. Like I said, I always have a MILF that helps me through something or that I like most at a certain time. I can always, usually pinpoint the first time that I fell in love with them the first time that I saw them so you know it's always with love and respect to me the word MILF means respect it does not mean objectifying someone and I know there was a lot of talking about this word recently in the Sarah Paulson fandom Um, whether it was disrespectful to call her a MILF or not and whether it made her uncomfortable or not I haven't fully watched the live that led to this discussion, but I can tell you that if Sarah completely understands what a MILF is to all of us, she will completely understand that it comes from respect. And I think one of the beautiful things about Sarah Paulson is that as a queer woman, she is like a lot of us. And she is, to begin with, in a relationship with a much older woman, which is what most queer girls aim towards. Trust me, we have all dreamed of dating a MILF. We have all dreamed of being with a woman who's much older than us. And we can all name the women that we wish we could be with. And Sarah Paulson did it. And she's in a beautiful relationship with an older woman. We all know Holland Taylor. We all know their relationship. And it's actually inspiring. And it's A beautiful thing to see in the media, these two women who have decided to make everything public and show the world that they love each other and they are together and they are a couple and they go to a war show together and they go out on dates and they post about each other on social media. And I think for younger generations of queer women, it's so important to see that, to see that you can have that. You can have a relationship, you can have a woman who loves you and treats you right and You can create a life and have your own family, whether it be having children, having dogs, having cats, whatever it is. You, too, can have that. Sarah Paulson is talented, is beautiful, is funny, is smart, and is a MILF who is constantly talked about. She's a MILF in vibe, as we have said in previous episodes she has no children besides her dog so she's a MILF in vibe but she's a MILF that we all love and admire and she's a MILF that I believe we're gonna have around for a really long time because her talent will take her very very far and doing this podcast I realized that probably the thing that kept me in love with Sarah Paulson was Ratchet. I may not be able to pinpoint the first thing I saw her in or where I started liking her. But I can pinpoint the one thing in her career that touched my heart, made me feel seen, and made me fall in love with her even more. I hope that whatever fandom you're in, whatever MILF you like this month, you have that one MILF and that one show that has made you feel seen and represented because we all deserve that. Lesbians, bisexual, pansexual women, we are so lucky to have a relationship like Ratchet and Gwendolyn's on TV because it represents a lot of us. It represents a lot of our feelings. So it's a great thing that two queer women played these two characters and I hope that more queer people continue to play queer people on TV for us to continue to get that representation. And I hope that whatever happens in the next few months, we continue to get more and more Sarah Paulson and we continue to talk more and more about her, whether it be about her lives, her eyebrows, her broken arm, her relationship, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, we all love her, and she makes the Stan Twitter world a much better place. So thank you, Ms. Paulson, for that. Thank you for Gwendolyn and Mildred. Thank you for bringing Ratchet to life. And thank you for bringing such beautiful ladies into my life, because now I have amazing friends forever. Our drinks are empty. Our cats are ready for a nap. So join me next week, and let's talk about your favorite MILF. And if you like talking about your favorite MILF, please leave me some comments, review the podcast, let me know what you think of this, and let's help other lesbians find us, other cats join us, and let's keep talking about your favorite MILF.